Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me and tuning into this podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast is here to open your awareness. I want to provide you with tactical teachings on how to master your mindset, create your ideal reality, overcome obstacles, and leverage adversity. And most importantly, it's to help you realize that you are in total control of your reality. My hope? To inspire and motivate you to keep going. And no matter what, it's all about mind over matter. Be sure to check out my website, heatherhakes.com, where I offer you a free video training on how to get unstuck and create lasting change. Again, that's heatherhakes.com and opt into my free video training. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 277. Today, you're going to learn all about soul alignment and soul connection. And make sure you listen all the way to the end so you can learn how to go through a practice to connect your mind and body so you can direct your energy to get the things you actually want. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Jennifer Eurizio. Jennifer, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for joining me. Give the listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? I live in Morristown, New Jersey, which is about 50 minutes from the New York City. And what I do is I help people put tangibility to their soul and their soul of the business through something called soul language. So they can create a conscious connection and really receive from their big vision or create a legacy. And a legacy is a hundred year movement something that they want to outlive themselves here on this planet. And I I love the foundation or the framework around that, but for somebody maybe new or they haven't heard that perspective before, what does that mean? Like conscious connection and, and creation. Okay. So just imagine for a moment that you're having a conversation with your essential nature. I call that soul. So that part of you that's never been heard, that has never been in fear, that's whole and complete, that knows what every turn for you is in the greatest good. Imagine that you're having a text conversation with that part of you. We all know what happens with text, right? You have that automatic kind of, it says words that you didn't mean to type kind of thing. What I help people do is really create this tunnel to Mecca, this conscious connection. So you really hear what your soul has to offer you, your essential nature. So you can receive direct guidance. So you know that you're loved and supported. So you know which way to go right or left. So you feel deeply supported and protected and loved and safe, no matter what's happening in your world. On that note, it made me think so many people are seeking outside of them. They're seeking answers from, you know, uh, an intuitive or from a card reader or um, their neighbor. So are you talking about creating that going internal? Are we saying meditation? What, what are you suggesting? So what I do is I help put tangibility to it. So I help give formal definitions to three parts of your soul. Your mission, how you fuel that mission, and then your soulful personality, right? And what that really means is how your soul prefers to go through life. Listen, we all need those support things. We all need that kind of person who can help us ask really good questions that we're not asking. And sometimes we need a check-in. 
But when people do it by jury, which is, I'm going to ask my neighbor the same question, then I'm going to ask the intuitive, then I'm going to ask the astrologer, right? That's life by jury. And that means that you don't trust yourself. So by having this words to put what you know deep down inside so you, you can connect in a deeper level, you begin to really trust yourself. You begin to understand guidance. You start to ask different questions. You start to really go, oh, okay, I've been hearing this from my, like the back of my brain since I was a kid and I've always pushed it away because I've always been afraid of it. But wait, it's really true and I can accept it. And in that deep acceptance, you transform your life. So I'll give you a tangible example. So one of my soul languages is called graceful warrior. It's how my soul prefers to go through life, action, courage, and grace. So most of my life, I was called aggressive. I'd be like, really? Because I just asked for a pen. How am I being aggressive, right? Because I wasn't accepting that essential part of me. I wasn't accepting that I'm here to help people with great, you know, embody great courage. I wasn't accepted that, you know, I have this way of really being direct, right? Top line stuff. But when I accepted that essential nature, no one has since called me aggressive. And so I really got to embody that part of me. And now people come to me for that part of my essential nature. They come to me to be to hear truth. They come to me for deep support. They come to me because they know I'm going to help them feel courageous and offer that to them. So I think so often we're kind of going outside of ourselves for the answers because we don't have a way to communicate, listen, and then act on what we know to be true inside. Did you call that was the phrase life by jury? Yes. Okay. So I've never heard that. And I really like it because, and I've experienced that when I'm in the middle of something and I, and I go and I talk to my mom about it. And then I talk to three girlfriends about it. And then I, so now I'm getting all these other judgments and opinions, which creates, I believe the monkey mind and the internal chaos and whatever. So are you suggesting quiet all that down, stop the outside noise and connect within? And is it more or less that internal guidance? Yeah, it's much deeper than internal guidance, right? Um, it goes way beyond because I think when we connect to our soul or essential nature on a profound level, it just doesn't give you the next step. It gives you much more. It gives you a constant reminder that you're whole and complete. So what will happen, you'll not just get the next step, but you'll sidestep that rock that you were going to trip over because now you, oh, look, I'm whole and complete. So you're going to make a different choice. It's so much deeper. I think that people that want to understand their intuitive nature are those people, and I get this because I was one of them, want to know how the book ends. They want to know, they want that false illusion of safety of like, okay, I totally know how this is going to go. And so now I can feel safe because I have the direct way of doing it. I know every step. And guess what, everyone? Life doesn't work that way. Stop trying it. Pardon the interruption. Do you ever feel lost or find yourself stuck in a rut? You want change. Maybe it's more money, better relationships, your health, etc. But you don't know where to start. 
I get it. I've been there. If you're ready to take the leap and actually make change and progress in your life, I offer a free discovery call to see if my one-on-one coaching program is right for you. Visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching for more information and to schedule your call. Now back to regular programming. And I think that we do need those support teams. So don't get me wrong. But when we're constantly looking for someone else's support and guidance, and we go to 16 million different sources, we're looking for the guarantee. There's no life, there's no guarantees. When we connect to our soul, what you feel is a deep sense of home. You feel a deep sense of peace and safety in living life. And I think that's what we're all looking for, right? We're all looking for like, I just want to be at peace. I just want to know everything's going to be okay. That's an internal job. You're never going to get that externally. Um, And so by connecting to your essential nature, you learn to really experience that deep sense of safety and that knowing, and that allows you to understand the next step to take or where you get to release something or accept something or create something new for yourself. I'm 100% going to admit I've been one of those that at times have been like, if I could get a crystal ball, I want to see how my entire life plays out. I want to see who I end up with, what I do. And But if we could, if we could see that, I think it would take all the fun and surprise out of, you don't act, you think you want to be in control, but in reality, I, I do we really want to see that? Well, not only that, but if you got the whole entire vision... It's not going to play out that way anyway, because there's free will involved in everyone that's tied to that vision. And I think that's what people don't understand when they go to to intuitives and psychics, right? Everyone has free will. So I'll give you a tangible example. So several years ago, I was dating a guy where for the first time in my life, I saw the entire thing. I saw the marriage. I saw like everything. And two weeks later, when he came to me from being, oh, my God, I adore you, to being, listen, I don't, I, I'm not really attracted to you anymore. I was devastated. And the main reason why I was devastated was because was I was like, I saw it all. Wait, how can I have had that vision and it not come true? Free will. That vision could have happened in a timeline, but he made a different free will choice. So even if we have a crystal ball, there's free will involved. And so we're still going to wind up having to make choices and having to participate fully and completely in knowing we're whole and complete in every situation and every scenario. In that example, I'm curious, though, can, is that still the reality and the vision? It just happens to not be him. Like, could you have seen how it plays out? It just happens to be a different person. No, because I saw him in that vision, like he had a child. So I saw it all, right? So I saw uh, the details of it, not just the big vision. And I, I, I'm with a man now for five years. We adore each other. Like he's my person, not the same vision at all. Like totally different. Interesting. But I got my, like I got my person. So it's, and I think often when people have those visions and it doesn't happen, they move into, oh my God, I can't trust myself. I can't trust my intuition. No, there's free will involved, right? So I think so often there's so many parts and we try to make it black and white. That's why when you tune within, your your soul gives you answers that seem really broad, 
but they're answers that really support movement and transformation because they're not like go to a yellow brick house, open the door, and then your forever guy is going to be there, right? It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Okay. So then question for you, what is the mind's role in transformation or creating, tapping into the connection and having a different experience? Mine is really good at um, keeping you in conscious on track. So if you give the mind a task, this is why patterns are so powerful. If you give a mind a task, that mind will hold on to that task like there's like, like a death grip of control, right? So our minds are really great at keeping us on track, remembering, keeping us towards pattern, keeping us focused, even for good or for bad. The mind's role is to really support that vision from heart. That's conscious mind. Unconscious mind, which is a low M, is really good at keeping us in the illusion of safety. And safety means what we know. So anytime we get out of our little lane, the mind goes, the unconscious, the little mind goes, no, no, no. We don't know what's over there. We know that your heart, your essential nature, your spirit said, that's the way to go, but we don't know. So we need to stay here because we know this. So that's the illusion of safety. And again, this is a very complex subject and we can talk about it every day for a year and still discover more. And I think so often people are, you know, we all want, we want, there's peace in absolutes. There are not a lot of absolutes, right? There's one absolute that you are whole and complete. On a deep, essential level, you are whole and complete. And I always tell clients, you know, to ask this question, if you knew you were whole and complete, what would you say? What would you be? What would you do? How would you act today? And watch your life transform from that one question. Okay, so question, I love what you just said there about if you believed you were whole and complete, because we are, but it's those subconscious limiting beliefs, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not capable. So are you saying if you could let go, if you could erase all the BS and tap into the truth that you are whole and complete, how would you live your life? Yeah, I'm, not only that... I think that we do ourselves a disservice of trying to eradicate all of those other things. So I always say to people, it's a choice, right? So if you, if you choose wholeness and completeness today, right? If you choose to believe in this moment, you're whole and complete. The next moment you might not, you might have a not enough moment, but the, and that's okay. I think we try to, you know, there's this metaphysical mumbo jumbo about eradicating the limiting beliefs. Hmm, good try. There are some that you can let go of in a painful way, but those big theme ones, the not enough, that big challenge that we have, whatever it is, if it's not enough or trust or, or unworthiness, they're there for a reason. They're there for a choice. They're there to invite more goodness into your system. Again, we have free will. So if we were, didn't have those limiting beliefs, we wouldn't be making choices. And we're here to experience the power of choice. So, you know, again, absolutes, eradicate, um, all of those absolute words are not serving us. 
this is a moment by moment basis of decision and choice and and connection and choosing to connect um, and listen to your essential nature is the way I believe to support a more experience of goodness. So is what you're saying, you believe that's just part of the human experience? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to say that, you know, you don't want to ever have a bad experience and we're going to create positive thoughts so we don't ever have a bad experience. uh, You're kind of kidding yourself. And it's really doing yourself an injustice. You know, and I think, you know, David Hawkins, who measured the levels of consciousness, discovered that the level of consciousness of love, and there's no such thing as conditional love, it's just love, everyone, that 0.004% of the population can be in the consciousness of love all the time. Think about that for a second. So rising to that or expecting that of yourself on a continual basis does yourself a disservice and a judgment. It doesn't allow you to step into the, oh, I could have done that better. Let's try again. Let's push the needle a little further this time instead of trying to be there all the time. It, it's, it's, it's just so heartbreaking to, to put yourself in that position and not allow for this human experience of, of going, oh, I'm there again. That's okay. Because when you do that, the time that you spend in the pain is really short. When you keep trying to fight it, you actually prolong it. Yeah, because whatever you resist persists. Okay, so, and this is something you shared with me. Can we talk about the good noise pollution tipping the scale, not trying to be 100% perfect, positive thinking, but that 51% of the time? Right. So I think so often people are trying to monitor their thoughts so they're all positive. And the universe doesn't work that way. The universe, it's really about declaring. So what you declare as often as you declare it is where the God goo is going to move. And, I, and yes, we want you to believe it. And yes, we want you to have a great thought about it. But sometimes you're just not there. So what you want to do is you want to tilt the scale. You want the loudest thought for the universe to move, to be good, what you want to achieve. And so the perfect example I have of this is uh, a friend of mine several years ago, I was complaining about abundance. And she's like, listen, here's my thing. She's very practical. She goes, just keep repeating a number that you want to experience in your head all the time. And I did it for about a month as a test. And I was like, oh, my God my income tripled. I wasn't trying to eradicate my lack. I was just, every time I had a thought of lack, I'd be like, oh, I'm so happy and grateful that I achieved, you know, $4,000 this month, whatever it was. And it tilted the scales because the universe heard the $4,000 more than it heard my lack. So what I refer to that as, and, and what I say when I'm working with clients, it's the whole catch and replace. Because it's going, you know, whether you wear a hair tie or a rubber band and go, oh, I'm doing it again, or cancel, cancel, cancel. And, but know that, like, those thoughts are going to come, but the more repetitive you get, 
the less they take over. Yeah. Well, because it's like, if you think of it this way, if you're screaming at the universe, I want chocolate cake, I want chocolate cake, I want chocolate cake. And then you go, I want chocolate cake, but I think I'm fat, but I want chocolate cake, right? 10 to 1, they're going to hear the chocolate cake much more than they hear, but I think I'm fat. Question for you then, when it, when it comes, well, wait, no, I want to ask you about another thing. You shared with me that the mind is a powerful tool and when we can connect the head with the heart, it's magic. What does that mean? So I think so often we are using our mind in order to create um, stress. The mind is really great at keeping us on track. So when we keep it on track with something from the heart, something that we truly want to experience, something of great joy for us, it becomes an unstoppable freight train. And so do you want to try something, Heather? Yes, please. Okay. So your body has this divine intelligence. Your body, everyone, doesn't have free will. If we ask it to raise its hand and everything's in working order, it must comply. It's never going to go, you know what, I, I don't want to do it. It doesn't have that capacity, right? So we're going to use your body. We're going to call that divine intelligence to align your mind so it follows your heart. And everyone, I want you to feel how that feels differently, okay? So you're going to get on the bus with me. I might use words that you don't understand. You're just going to get on the bus, allow your body to do what it wants to do. Okay, here goes. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes. Divine intelligence. Align my mind so it follows my heart and I become an unstoppable freight train. And Heather, I'd love to hear what you felt or sensed. Just more kind of like, I almost saw, um, I don't know if I want to call it a line or a tunnel, but that it was one, one lane more or less. Yeah, you saw your central energetic channel that goes from your top of your head, way up, to your tailbone, which is corresponds with the chakras. So when that is aligned and flowing, that is the core energy that you're putting out to the universe. So what that means is you're directing your universal goo to help the universal goo in a way that you truly want. So when the mind follows the heart, it's actually following your true desires, what you really want to experience, not by programming or pain. So in other words, if you say, I want to experience an amazing relationship, when your mind is following your heart, you want to experience that. You're not sending out in that universal transmission. I want to experience it with, with little pieces of, but I don't think I'm worthy enough. And I don't think anyone exists that's so loving and caring. You know what? Men are really sucky. You're not adding any of that into the universal transmission. I love that. So is your suggestion, suggestion to listeners to simply close your eyes and say that statement? Yeah. Okay. And, and notice when it's not. You mean when you feel out of whack, you're not in alignment, monkey mind, all the things. Okay, so that's something you can do quickly in anywhere. So you close your eyes and what is the statement? Divine intelligence. Align my mind so it follows my heart. Ah. And then is once we've done that and, and then feel like it, it was a, a very quick at peace and ease, is that when we can ask questions, what is my next step? Or how do I bring ask, in? 
Yep, you can ask questions. You can focus on your intention about what you want to set out into the universe. Mm-hmm. You can listen, right? So they're like sacred practice. There's a bunch of forms, right? I think so often people think, oh, meditation. I don't meditate. I have warrior nature. My body doesn't like it. I sit and I ask questions or I will go for a walk and set out a question to the universe and my soul and wait for the answer as I'm taking the dog for a walk. I think there's so many ways that we can judge ourselves. So when you have that moment where you feel deeply connected, you could just simply ask, what do I need to know today? Or you can ask a question about, hey, what's my next step? Or you could say, why am I not getting the, the perfect man I want? Or where am I faltering in my business? Or what do I keep putting out into the universal goo that's causing me hardship? You know, it's about really playing with it and really creating that deep connection. Question for you then. From today's conversation, what is the key takeaway you want listeners to get? I want the key takeaway to be that connection is the key of you really receiving what you want and being who you want to be here. When we are disconnected, we are operating from disconnection and it's going to cause more separation in our life. So it's very simple and yet very complex. Well, that was a great way to wrap it up because, yeah, I, I would feel, and maybe this is a judgment space, most people are disconnected. Uh, uh, yes. And I think we go in and out and, you know, it's just because we haven't been taught truly how to connect in a profound way. We've been always taught to connect outside of ourselves rather than internally and with our essential nature. Okay. So then a couple questions for you to wrap up the interview. The first one being, what is a quote or motto that you live by? Uh, the more I know, the less I know. Okay. And what does that, is that the whole, because you're learning more of what you thought you knew, but you're expanding into, oh my gosh. And so now it's realizing there's even more to unlearn or what, what is that? Well, for me, it's all about, I think often people who are in spirituality and teach spirituality think they know everything. And I know that I know this little tiny bit. And I'm really good at it and I can really tap in very easily and I have a constant connection, conscious, with my, myself and divinity. But I also know there's so much that I don't know about myself, divine, what's capable, universe. And so it gives me a, a chance of being consciously transparent and honest. And it doesn't allow for pride or judgment. If I'm being conscious. And it opens you to always learning and and expanding. Second question for you. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Um, So I read fiction and I only read fiction um, because, you know, I do this all day long. So there's very few times that I will pick up a nonfiction work. So what I'm currently reading actually, which is an audio book, is The Husband List. Um, And I'm fascinated by it because there's so many references where it actually allows me to go how I think about marriage and what I think about marriage and what I think about partnerships. And what I've 
taking away of, of reading and listening to fiction is I know that the divine speaks to me through that medium. Mm. So I'm always open to hearing the messages in that. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, because, and I think on that note, there's no right way. There's no one way to do this, to expand, to consciously create, to, you know, because everybody's going to say, read this one book. No, we're all on our own journey. A book is going to call out and and connect with you. So I, I love that. Agreed. Final question for you. What advice would you give your younger self? Not to take everything too effing seriously. Damn, I'm serious. I'm still very serious. Yeah. I think so often we, you know, we have to get it right. We have to, no, we have to be serious. Um, you know, there's a, there's a quote from um, something about water, the shape of water, where he's like, you know what I would tell my younger self? I would tell my younger self to F more, take care of your teeth. And there's a third one. And I thought, I can't remember the third one. And I thought, oh my God, that's a great quote. Because I think so often we are taking ourselves seriously and we're trying to get somewhere and we're not really loving where we are. And that's a disservice to us. Yeah. And being present because it's so easy to get caught up on future tripping or achieving the next thing. And then you're never enjoying the right now. Exactly. I love that. And what a great note to end on. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Be sure to sign up for my free video training on how to get unstuck and create lasting change at heatherhakes.com. And I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can find me on Instagram at heather.hakes, Facebook, Heather Hakes, and YouTube. Guess what? You got it. Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.